0: what it do sports betting nation aces hi here with you i'm hopping on the computer anyone that wants to watch us and follow along live watching the sports betting platform head over to our youtube channel check it out i'm logging in to sportsbettingintel.com right now as we speak i'm here with hardways and the real jay-z i'll throw it to you first mr real jay-z how are you doing happy your ducks are in doing great ducks are doing good how, how's it going sports
1: betting world Great, great, uh, great season going. Absolutely. We
0: got the conference championships coming up. I know there's some sports bettors excited about that. Mr. Hardways, you're going to lead us through
2: the night. What are we going to talk about? That is about? correct. That is why we're here. We are going to go through the conference championship games. We have a huge slate of just games that will determine the playoff that have playoff implications. So without further ado, Let's jump right into it. I do want to mention we're not going to go through every single conference championship game, though. If you want to see the details on the game breakdown, the detailed matchup, the stats, advanced stats, player prop analysis, etc., 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 Head over to sportsbettingintel.com, log in, go over to our This Week in College football page, and we have them all sorted out by conference. Each conference championship game has its own page, so you can go over there, check it out. Also, if you want our opinion on anything, hit us up on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, whatever it is, let us know, and we're more than happy to give it to you. So, we do have Liberty in New Mexico State. We're going to jump over that one. We do have a game tomorrow, Friday. That is Mr. Real Jay-Z. That's right up your wheelhouse, is it not? Pac-12 Championship, Washington and Oregon. Conference of
1: champions. Absolutely. Uh, This should be a good one. Rematch from earlier in the season. Uh, Washington did win that game earlier in the year, 36-33. Missed field goal late in the game that the Ducks could have tied it up. and Really, they had things in hand most of the – I shouldn't say the whole game. They weren't pulling away. It didn't seem obvious, but they did have the lead quite a bit of the second half and kind of gave it away. Um, So, yeah, rematch, neutral site versus at Washington – Going to be a great one. Uh, The line looked like three last weekend. It was at about seven and a half. And then after Washington struggled a little bit in the Apple Cup, it's moved up to around nine and a half, I think, is where it's sitting now, Um, which is surprising after a three-point matchup uh, earlier in the year. Um, What are your uh, your thoughts on that line there, Aces?
0: It's a high line. We talked about it on Monday. I was here with Mr. Hardways, and I was saying, man, the Ducks – are a fantastic football team. Nine and a half is a big number. You're talking about 10 on some books. You want to pay some juice. You're at seven and a half. Looking at the page over here, our game detail page, you can pay a little bit to get that seven and a half if you want the Ducks, but that's a high number. Man, I like your Ducks this year, Jay-Z, but I'm not going to lay those points, let me tell you. And Before we let Mr. Hardway's talk, you brought up again, and you've been bringing this up all year, the Conference of Champions Champions, I want to read something to you. This is a quotation from a god of college football, let me tell you. Between the BCS and CFP, your so-called Conference of Champions, you have two champions, USC in back-to-back years, and one of those was championships vacated due to NCAA penalty. That's 25 years of losing, sir. Quote the Madman Woj. Yeah, I mean, I've got to question that source there. Um <laughs> I- I mean, I think I think we all
1: heard uh, yesterday on the uh, rundown his his affinity for the Big Ten and talking about both Pac-12 teams not making it potentially and Ohio State getting in. I mean, that's your typical media with uh, that East Coast bias. I mean, your friend over there was it hobo go hobo? I, I think he might be onto something.
2: Yeah, well, I will go ahead and jump in here because we have a large number on the over under. Sitting at 60. I do want to mention, though, like Asa said, this is a big line. And uh, you said Washington struggled, Jay-Z. I would argue that the vaunted Washington State defense held them in check. That's just my opinion. But 9.5, 10 points on some books is too much for me. But look at that over-under at 66. Now, it came in very close to that. In fact, it went over that number the last time these two played. But we had talked about it earlier in the week. It seems like neither of these two teams are looking to blow out opponents, unlike another team in the Pac-12 that shall remain nameless, <laughs> Lincoln Riley. Uh, but this one in general, 66, is seems like it's a little high for teams that are just looking to win and move on. Jay-Z, have you looked into the, the numbers behind the overrun? I mean, you can see if we go to the line movement here, we can kind of see where it started and where it moved to. It looks like so it, it was favored quite heavily on Monday. and Now it's moved all the way down to minus one Oh four. What is that? The 66 line there aces.
0: Yeah. Bet rivers minus one Oh five, not line right now. Our system is showing the best line.
2: That was the one I was showing you. So while it hasn't moved down to 65 and a half, the, it is shaded now to the, to the, uh, to the over there. So it would, it might. Yeah. Look at you look at under 66. It looks like DraftKings has that. Yeah. So sh- I'm sorry. It's shaded to the under there. Minus 119 for DraftKings under 66, minus 124 on Bad Rivers. Can these two teams keep the offense? I mean, you've got 52s and 63s and 49s, 59s on these teams' scoreboards this year. But you've also got a 15. Or Arizona State, Washington beat Arizona State 15-7. to 7. And you have, well, we do have that 81. So, yeah, Oregon definitely went <laughs> up far more points here. That's Portland State. So, Jay-Z, what are your thoughts on the over? Um, you know, I think it comes down to who you think
1: is going to win. If if you think Washington's going to win, I think it's much more likely that the over comes in because it's going to be a little more high scoring, I think, back and forth. Versus, I think Oregon's in control. They're playing a little more possession. Even the opening drive last uh, week versus Oregon State, the uh, announcers were saying, this isn't your typical Oregon team. They ran the ball basically every every, uh, play on their opening drive and took about seven minutes off the clock, if I remember right. And they're saying this isn't the normal Oregon team. But I think the Oregon team currently is just trying to win games. And, I mean, that's evident, too, from when they played uh, USC, as you alluded to, trying to blow the doors off of people. But Oregon kind of kept them in check. They were in control of the game, but they weren't trying to pile up points, which really kept USC from doing the same. They're trying to control the ball and possess it. So if Oregon's in the lead, I I see them possessing the ball and running the clock a little more versus if – Washington scoring quick Oregon's going to do what they can to keep up so if you like Washington maybe take that over if you like Oregon I think the under is more likely
2: yeah well and that's a good point if you're mentioning that they're kind of controlling the clock and a lot of that comes down to the strength of Marquise Irving Bucky Irving as you know and the starting running back for Oregon quite a talented running back and while Oregon does have Great playmakers and Terrence Ferguson and Tez Johnson. You look at the combination of Jalen Polk and Rome or Jalen McMillan and also Rome O'Donze. And I know they kind of dealt with injuries this year, but that is a trio of wide receivers that, that is just absolutely outstanding for Washington. And their starting running backs kind of been hurt. I know that Dylan Johnson's come on as of late. Aces, maybe you could pull up the player prop analysis for this page and we could take a look and see if there's anything that catches our eye. Let's. Go ahead and scroll down initially to Bucky Irving and see where his main line is for, for rushing yards. Bucky, okay. There we go. Bucky Irving. Okay. So looks like his main line sitting around that 87 and a half. That's what Bad Rivers has it at, minus 113. Is that what you were thinking there, Jay-Z? About what it would be almost 90 yards for rushing? Um, you know that. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I, I'd probably like the
1: over. I'm kind of curious now, I'm going to try and see if I can click back quick and see what he had in their previous matchup, what the uh difference was there. But I mean, he can break one off for a big rush at any time. I mean, that that's why that's kind of I mean maybe low, but again, I, I don't know. I think I say I I think I'd see think a little bit higher than that, honestly.
2: Yeah, what's interesting if you look at his receiving yards over on Ben Rivers and tally that together with rushing yards he's com- they they are projecting him to combine for just over 120 all purpose yards which just seems like an awful lot. I don't know that I don't know where the strength of the Washington defense lies in the run game or in the pass game or both, but 120 yards all purpose just seems like a lot for one player.
1: I mean looking back uh looks like 127 is what Bucky had in the first matchup and Jordan James who definitely gets his shots in there too at 63. So I mean they they were the ball pretty well so I mean 87 seems like a good number to take that over
2: yeah that's Jordan James here it looks like his main line is 44 there you go I mean they're just they're they're projected to score or to rush for 115 yards combined there and that doesn't surprise me maybe we could pull up the Bo Nix stat or player props there aces and let's just see what his touchdowns and yardage looks like for Bo Nix he already got it up there we go okay so passing yards scrolling through here over, let's see, over, main line looks like it's probably at 321 and a half, and they are really <laughs> expecting, if Caesars has that, Rivers has 324 and a half, oh, that's a little juiced up there, Shooting. yeah, okay, passing yards, yeah, so there's a lot to, lot to play with in this game, I mean, you've got two relevant quarterbacks in Bo Nix and Michael Penix, you've got two relevant running backs on Oregon, you got Dylan Johnson over on Washington you got wide receivers across the board. I mean, it I fail to see how this one doesn't go into the 60s if not going over. But let's move on. We have a few more games to talk about. This one will be tomorrow night. So this is the Pac-12 Championship that'll be tomorrow night. But let's move on to let's just scroll right over and go to the Big 12 and we can see what we have going on here. Texas and Oklahoma State. This one big spread, minus 15 for Texas, Oklahoma State plus 15. Aces, I'm going to kick it to you initially because you are the resident Longhorns fan. What are your thoughts?
0: Hammer the Longhorns. I mean, they're going to come out to win, right? And I, I mentioned this on the on the podcast for College Football Rundown. If you're a player for Texas, if you're a coach, Mr. C- Steve Sarkeesian or anyone on his staff, you think you still have a shot at the playoffs, right? That's what a, the mindset of an athlete is. I would assume a competitive athlete would be, we still got a shot. Well, their best shot is to beat Oklahoma State, beat them handily. I know this is a big number, but it's been being bet up since the line came out as far as I saw. We are sitting at that 15, 15 and a half number right now, sportsbettingintel.com. Check out the best line. Get yourself a free hook maybe. But I just think Texas comes out. They come out heavy in this one. I think Sarkeesian, the plays that he calls, whether successful or not, the plays that he calls are going to be aimed towards scoring a lot of points and taking down that Oklahoma State football team.
2: Yeah, this one screams over to me as well. We're currently sitting at 55, but Texas is dealing with some injuries to their backs. They they have John, uh, Jonathan Brooks is out for the season, and CJ Baxter is dealing with a hip injury. He got banged up last week. So 55, as you had mentioned, Aces, they're probably going to come out slinging. They have to put on a show. They have to keep themselves front of mind in the playoff committee. Or else they're going to get overpassed, right? The Big Twelve isn't as well respected as some of the other conferences out there, and so can you leave out a one win Texas team? Probably, yeah. If if Washington remains undefeated, Michigan remains undefeated, of course, they're the no, number one te- or number two team in the nation, Georgia remains undefeated. There is certainly a possibility that Texas could get left out. Now, Jay Z, I know you're you're our Mike Gundy defender here, so I'll kick it to you. <laughs> Are you taking the plus fifteen? Um, no.
1: I mean, I think, I think he's, he's a hit on it there, though. It's it's really about motivation for both sides. Um, and I mean, to kind of flash back to where Oklahoma State's big, I mean, I suppose their big flop on the year of UCF, where it was coming off their Oklahoma big win. I mean, they clearly just weren't focused on that game. So it comes down to the motivation. I mean, Texas hasn't been blowing teams out most of the year. I mean, obviously, last week they they certainly did versus Texas Tech. But a lot of the games have been pretty close. So really it comes down to that motivation and Texas has it and see if Mike Gundy can get it out of his players or not.
2: Mm. That is going to be a difficult task. Certainly. So this game is the early game. It is at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Let's move on, though. We're going to skip over the Mid-American and Mountain West. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, head to sportsbettingintel.com. Go to our This Week in College football page, and you can see everything that we are doing, including the games that we are skipping over. Let's go right to the SEC here. This one is a big game. This one has probably more playoff implications than I would say. Well, you you could argue the Pac-12, the winner of that, probably. But Alabama and Georgia here. Georgia... Once their man undefeated. If they lose, they're probably still in Alabama needs a win to get back into playoff consideration here. The spread is weird. It is in that middle nebulous number, right? It's not three, three and a half or four. It's not six, six and a half or seven. It is right at that five and a half line at five and a half. I mentioned this to you and, and the, uh, the man, Dan Woj uh, for your, the college football rundown podcast. I like that five and a half number. I think Georgia now the Madman Walsh did bring it up on the that rundown podcast. You want to make sure that Brock Bowers is playing, Ladd McConkey's playing at least one of them, preferably preferably Bowers before, but I think they're I think at least one of them is playing, and I like that five and a half number. Somebody talk me out of betting on the Bulldogs. <laughs> well, it's not gonna be me that's gonna talk you out of betting on the Bulldogs.
0: I'll talk you out of betting against them, I guess, if you're gonna go that side, not the side you're going, as you mentioned. I mean this the more I think about this football game the more confused I get the more baffled I get because you're right this is a playoff contention game see who gets in the playoffs Georgia wins this one you know they're walking in there you know they they're, they're going to get a free bus ride to the playoffs because they have no shot of not making it they lose it's questionable whether they get kicked out or not Alabama is the question mark if they win do they get in but we just talked about that Texas football team and you're comparing Texas versus Alabama What's the best way to compare two teams? Hey, maybe they played head-to-head. Yes, they did. Hey, maybe one of them was the home field contender in that football game. Yes, Alabama was, and Texas still took them down. So what's the justification for letting Alabama in when you compare those two teams? Alabama's really got to come out, beat Georgia, beat them good, show that they deserve to be in there. 54-and-a-half, you know, I don't know what to do with that total. Maybe the real Jay-Z has some opinions on that. This one could go... 35 total or it could go 70 and i wouldn't be surprised either way
2: yeah jc well, what do you think I'm about a low scoring game in this one I, I certainly think the first half could be kind of low scoring what do you think
0: a couple good
1: points there aces i'm i'm glad that uh you made sure to rectify that we slid from texas a little too quick and you had to get your uh your shot <laughs> yeah. in there at uh, texas, Alabama. got it but in no there. you you hit it on the confusion going back and forth and I, yeah the more you look at it the the stranger, it seems. I mean, even starting with that odd five-and-a-half number, you could see it going either way. I mean, I think you go lower than anything, though, because looking at Georgia, they've given up, what, max 23 points to anyone all year, and that was Georgia Tech last week, which, I mean, clearly a lot off the gas there.
2: Something something happened. Um, oh, but, no, uh, Missouri scored more than that. You're right. Yeah, Georgia Tech. Yeah, that, that one looked like they were kind of coasting into the end of the season, though.
1: Yeah, and I'm, but I mean that's it. That's that's the most points they've given up. So I, I don't think Alabama's going to blow them out by any means because again they're not going to give up that many points. Uh, Milrow's looked better um, as the season went on. I think uh, you mentioned it the other way. Uh, Hardway's just uh, saving, letting Milro maybe go a little bit more after the early season kind of slow start, rotating quarterbacks, that whole back and forth, and he's looked good. Uh, but is George's defense going to give up that many points? no not not likely
2: mm, it seems difficult aces maybe you could scroll down to the money line odds on under the line data for this one i i i know there are going to be people, be people that disagree with our assessment of georgia over alabama alabama being a better team et cetera, et cetera. but let's take a look here if you do want to back alabama the best line that you can find that we have found is plus 180 you can get that at a few places points bet caesars and bet mgm so you can get 1.8 times your bet if you are back in Alabama if you think they could pull it off now this one is technically on a neutral field though it is in Georgia it is at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium if you want to back Georgia they're minus 220 and Aces what does it tell you when books have lines that converge to about the same is that anything that we as bettors should pay attention to it tells you you're getting a, a fair assessment of where the expected probabilities for
0: that team winning should be as in they're likely not wrong in that game when they're all about the same number you're paying the juice but that's it you're not going to catch a wrong number likely so if you think that the probabilities in the future are not correct you can have a safe bet going against that number that's essentially what it tells us
2: yeah that thank you for that now what I but I also think is interesting if you look at bet rivers and their spread they've got the mainline spread now at six but they've got minus 112. On either side so this is a mainline spread for a major couple of major programs major conference a lot of money coming in on this and yet they've got extra juice on both sides is that they're just taking advantage of the public or are they a little little squirrely on their their projections for this for this game that that number you actually
0: tell me that you're talking about the bet rivers one here right yeah the bet rivers. so
2: they've got you know you, yeah, your that, normal that's not normal. gonna have juice of minus 110 on either side they've got minus 112 which i, I you rarely see
0: yeah, it's, it's that weird number six, though. It's, you know, it's not that six and a half, and it's not that three and a half. So maybe they're like, the hell with it. Until this market moves, we're just going to juice up both sides. But yeah, that's something that I didn't notice before. That's specific to Bet Rivers, though. I believe you did mention that. Yeah. It's something that would throw me off. And why they're doing it exactly, my only guess would be, they're like, until this number moves, until we get a hook on that number, we're just going to juice up both sides because we're not comfortable with this six.
2: Yeah, just one more thing to take to, to pay attention to. And I'm gonna put the put a bow on this. Like I said, I do like that Georgia minus five and a half line. Maybe you could scroll back up to the game preview there, Aces, and we'll just take yeah. a look. I was I'm sorry, go ahead, Jay-Z. Yeah, I just had one question on that money line, seeing that it's
1: 180. Would you guys either would either of you think that's a good uh good play jump on that? Again, I think we all agree that it should most likely be a pretty close game. And then do you think you can get a good number maybe? Alabama gets that first score Do you think the line moves a lot and you get some in-game action and maybe you kind of offset or go a little back and forth Do you think that's an option here you think they're going to stay pretty heavy favored even uh live
2: in game that's a great question if Alabama comes out and they go down the field to score right away you've got that plus 180 under your belt what are the line the live line for Georgia move to now do they move it significantly because Alabama looks great or do they do the odds makers expect that they th- you know they still know that Georgia hasn't had an offensive position and they're still the better team uh aces in your experience you probably got more experience with live betting than than I do what do you think about that
0: I mean I think it's a good strategy in general the the thing you're going to have a hard time with in this game in my opinion uh that's something it's funny enough I think you and I were talking about it hard ways on Monday that's something that I might do with Iowa maybe we can get into it with the Iowa game but with this plus 180 number you're talking about a Georgia team that Alabama is going to have to be winning the game and they're going to have to be either winning decisively in the beginning, which I don't see that happening, or they're going to have to be winning the game pretty late in the game for Georgia to get the plus money. So you're talking about Alabama being up and Georgia getting to maybe a minus 120. Then you're at a plus 180 minus 120. Yes, you can hedge out for a profit, but for your risk, I don't know that that plus 180 number with that strategy is high enough To perform on that live game, I'm assuming you're talking about hedging live game arbitrage type. But I don't know that it's a high enough number for you to do that. Awesome, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, good breakdown.
2: I agree. All right, well, let's move on. We've got the ACC we have to talk about, and this one also has playoff implications. The big question with this now we all know we've talked about it on this podcast and in other places. Jordan Travis is done for the season. That means Florida State is running with their backup quarterback. They're still the favorite in this game. They're playing Louisville. Louisville looked. Looked okay, but they they were disappointing in a loss to Kentucky, a mid-tier SEC team last week. So the ACC championship is Florida State and Louisville, and the spread on this one minus two and a half, not even at three. Florida State barely favored over Louisville, minus one twenty-five on the money line over on season If you're back in Florida State, if you're back in Louisville, plus one fifteen, kind of narrow there over on Bet Rivers. So this one, I'm I'm not sure. I didn't watch the Florida State game last week. I don't know what to think about this new quarterback, Jay Z. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, you know, I, I did catch the game, and I was, I, I guess, I guess I should say, I caught the first half, and it looked like Florida State was going to go down. So clearly, they flipped things a little bit in the second half because they were just getting dominated by Florida's defense. Who, again, we kind of hit on different areas. It, the SEC, they're middle of the run team, uh, but you know what stood out looking at this, uh, Asa, if you want to pull it up, I've, I've been looking at the uh, schedule and actually looking at the opponents and common opponents throughout the year and really other than if you take away the pittsburgh loss um for louisville and florida state obviously beating them since they're undefeated honestly louisville has a better edge when you look at the head-to-head opponents they've played all those teams better and had better wins i mean even take duke 23-0 versus a eh, 38-20 that one's a little more skewed but what was it virginia tech 39 yeah i mean it- it just looks like Louisville's actually played a little better. Boston college. I mean, it was a two point game for Florida state. That's with Jordan Travis. And I mean, Louisville blew him out. So I don't know, just looking at that breakdown. I mean, this is, I mean, the line sets it up says it's two and a half now. I mean, it could go either way. And I think everyone hoping for the best four teams in the playoff is really pulling for Louisville.
2: Yeah. We'll see. Now I do want to caution the viewers here. When you look at things like team stats and team advances, you have to take, Everything offense on Florida State with a grain of salt because the lack of Jordan Travis not having him changes that offense entirely. So everything – this is a season aggregate on everything. You also have to kind of take the defensive stats with a grain of salt because not having the same offense on the field does change the way that the defense is going to play, the the time of possession, the amount of time they're on the field, whether they they need to. So it's just difficult – to kind of take the season stats and draw any conclusions from it. Of course, you could do that with Louisville. They're pretty much the same team. Aces, I know you don't respect the ACC. You don't respect this Florida State team. They were a big win for me in week one. I made a lot of cash on that against LSU. It was a huge win. What are your thoughts? you think Louisville can upset Florida State? I might not respect
0: either one of these teams or the conference itself. I'll tell you who I respect, though. I respect the real Jay-Z. And Mr. Hardways, Mike, because you guys both brought up great points. Real Jay-Z bringing up Florida State not performing that much better against common opponents compared to Louisville. And then the Hardways coming in didn't even realize you could give the man a little bit of help too, recognizing that Jordan Travis was there for most of those games when you're comparing these two common Mm -hmm. opponents head-to-head. So, yes, Louisville did perform better considering let's take Jordan Travis out of those games before Louisville probably got the upper end on the common opponents as far as how the game goes you know I just I don't want to talk about this game it makes you angry as it should anyways in my opinion it makes you angry as a college football fan Florida State especially considering they don't have Jordan Travis who was their team should not be in contention for the playoffs but they are here we go it's a close game I'm getting a little more I don't know if it's my emotions or if it's an actual factual standpoint of I think Louisville might win the football game as the week goes on I'm getting a little lean towards Louisville in this football game
2: interesting uh yeah i mean if the the money line is not too much value we had there right if you are going to take it over on bet rivers that we mentioned earlier plus 115 if you're not on bet rivers or in some cases some of us can't bet on bet rivers you can get at plus 105 (laughs) at a few different places there so that's why we have multiple books and that's why we track multiple lines across multiple books so yeah aces has pulled up the actual game page here for the acc championship and we can See, we've got first half lines here as well, which is nice. We got minus 120 for Florida State. We've got plus 100 for Louisville. We've got we're tracking alt spreads, we're tracking alt totals. Tons of information. First quarter, second half, second quarter, third quarter, fourth, fourth quarter, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So move on, move along there. You can get fine. Sorry, I, I want to because you, you as we're talking here, we're using the tools.
0: If you're not following along, check out YouTube. I'm going through these tools. I'm looking at my bets myself of what I want to do. I watched that Florida, Florida State game. I think the real Jay-Z mentioned it. Florida State did not come out good. They looked horrible against Florida. It looked like they were going to lose. Maybe you think the same thing's going to happen in this game. I'm looking over at the first half line, seeing where it started. Plus 130, it started. The market is agreeing with me. They had to move that number all the way down to even money for Louisville right now. You're only getting 100 back for that $100 bet, whereas earlier in the week you were getting $130 back. The market agrees with me. I kind of still like that even money back on Louisville first line. Maybe you get the push.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's nice to have that push in there possibility as well. So, I think that'll be it unless we 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 probably should talk about this one. Saving the best for last, <laughs> but this this is this is a civil war. This is brother versus brother. This one is going to cause some fights in a certain household. We've got Iowa versus Michigan in the big 10 championship game, Iowa 10-2, and Michigan undefeated on the season. And just look at these money lines and these spreads. Now, Aces, I'll kick it to you initially. You wanted to jump on Iowa at plus 1,400. I think Vander was the first one to put a line up for Iowa, plus 1,400. And their limit was super low, was it not?
0: Yeah, they they threw out an opening line on Saturday, I believe right after the uh, Michigan game was over. Two seventeen was the most you can get down on Iowa at that plus 1,400 number. Obviously, opening lines, they are limiting what you can bet versus once you get through the week but then we were talking about it on monday that 217 limit was no longer there but still they're not letting you get more than 400 down on this iowa dog on the money line i think there's a reason for it i think they realize they got the dog wrong in this one the Hawkeyes should be the favorite over this Wolf Reeds football team i'm guessing that's why <laughs>
2: well that's probably what happened i mean I, i don't want to speak for the sports folks i don't work there but in all reality though we have a game that is heavily favored if we look across all the conference championships all 10 of them this one is probably the biggest well it's not probably it is the biggest money line difference it's the biggest spread here minus 21 and a half minus 22 depending on where you get it if you want to back iowa 12 to 1 Plus 1200 on the money line, that's over on Bet Rivers. Otherwise, Bet MGM has minus 2000 on the money line. I can't imagine anybody's taking that Michigan line there. Yeah, this one is the big question with this one. And Jay Z, I think you pointed out in our in our Discord earlier in the week that just based on the numbers and the implied, the, well, the, the total in this one, 35, 35 and a half, and the spread, the implied team total for Iowa, six and a half. So this team is not even favored to score a touchdown in this game are you back in iowa here jay-z
1: uh no no unlike the sports book cases, i'll take your 217 all day <laughs> um <laughs> whoa <bullshit>. <laughs> <laughs> um no but i mean all me aside i mean I, I did feel a little better about uh i shouldn't say feel better about iowa i felt a little um Impressed with their 10 win season when you were breaking down all their injuries that they've gone through this season. They've lost all their tight ends, which basically is Iowa's offense. Typically, their transfer starting quarterbacks. I mean, the 10 2 record is impressive, but they don't have offense. Michigan does. I mean, we can talk about the defenses all day, but you can't, Iowa's not going to be able to stop them completely. And Iowa's offense isn't going to be able to score against a top level defense i mean i think that's really what it comes down to is even if you have both defenses playing as good as they are Iowa's offense is going to score regardless so i mean again other than a defensive uh score that that's really their only hope because i think we saw what was it last week against nebraska their defense give it to them on the 10 once or twice and i think they walked away with no points one of the times i mean that's not a good offense
2: and if you go by the numbers Michigan even has a better defense than Iowa does it, it's tough tough to say that because <laughs> Iowa's defense is certainly very strong, but yeah, Michigan's defense the, by the numbers, they are the better defense. So it is difficult for me to see how Iowa scores enough points to stay competitive in this one. So skipping over a, a ton of that stuff because, well, just because let's go over to the player props on this one. Now I mentioned it on the preview show last week. We had Blake Corum to score a touchdown at minus I'm not sure if we have props up for this one. Is this because this is the late game aces? We don't have props up for this yet. The books don't have them up.
0: It's there. It's Thursday. And then we have late game Saturday night. So sometimes they don't get those up till Friday morning for the late game onset, late games, usually on Saturday.
2: Well, that's a bummer. That really annoys me. I'll tell you what, this is just a bit of a side, but I was, I'm trying to scroll through to find touchdown score props, for nfl games this sunday and i can't believe most of the books don't have those up yet already i mean it's thursday we're three days away i don't know what these books are doing and the fact they don't have props up is super annoying but we can look at some different lines we can look at the first half line there maybe we can pull up the first half let's see what we got minus 1400 for michigan plus 800 for iowa we can look at the first quarter line i'm gonna guess minus a thousand there oh minus 590 Pretty good odds there for the first quarter line. Then they're eighty for Iowa. I mean, Iowa could come out; they could surprise us, right? What's the quarterback's name there? Deacon Hill,
0: <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. I mean, he's that, going to be competing for out? the Heisman.
2: Yeah, well, he's, he's <laughs> going to be good. Let's let's
0: be honest here. Once once Iowa gets up by enough in this game, they're going to sit Deacon Hill because they don't want him to get hurt. I mentioned it before; they're going to bring in Labus. But I'm telling you, this Iowa football game, football team, they are underrated. They've been winning football games all season. You want to talk about all this crap, talk about it all you want, but let's look at this market. I mentioned they opened it at plus 1400. Do you see a plus 1400 number on that board? Either one of you, you both have
2: two eyes, four eyes between you. Do you see a plus 1400 number up there anymore? No, it's come down significantly. Plus 1200 there, plus 1110, plus 1150, plus Plus <laughs> 1000, or that, that MGM, whatever, whatever they're doing over there. But yeah, plus 1200. So you already lost 200 points of value there on this Iowa team so the books either got it wrong initially or there's a lot of money coming in on Iowa one way or the other it's tough to say for sure but <laughs> I can
0: I can click pretty fast over here let me tell you I can get a lot of bets in real quick one thing I want to go over though the real Jay-Z mentioned this strategy before I wish the number was still up here I, I'll just straight up say what I got the number at because Hardways knows it I got plus 1600 earlier in the week on Iowa over on FanDuel and the strategy that goes with that is you bet Iowa plus 1600, you don't necessarily think they're going to win the football game. But at some point during the football game, you can hedge out that plus 1600 number. Before we were talking about a plus 180 number and wanting to do this same strategy on that Alabama-Georgia game, at plus 180, it's a little more difficult because it's just not high enough a number. If you get that plus 1600, we can actually use sportsbettingintel.com Tools over here. We're gonna be doing a hedge. So we're gonna click on our hedge calculator. I'm gonna put in plus sixteen hundred for my odds. Let's just say I put in two hundred dollars, wink wink. Let's see hmm. what I got a hedge out at. Let's say Michigan at some point they fumble the football. I was holding them. It's a zero-zero game. All of a sudden Michigan's down to minus one thousand. Let's put in there, minus one thousand. Excuse me if I could type. I got a hedge profit of a hundred and ten dollars. In that instance, Iowa doesn't have to win the football game. They don't ever have to lead in the football game. I just got to get a good enough number along with what that strategy was. The real Jay-Z was talking about before to hedge it out in game. I'm going to be putting somewhere around three dimes down on Michigan in this scenario. So might split it between two books. I'm not sure live game if they're going to let you put down that full three dimes on that Michigan line. Couldn't tell you, but it's a risk to reward probability that might be a little more beneficial than that Alabama-Georgia game.
2: That's yeah, certainly a risky proposition, but it could be a profitable one there. You look at betting 200 to potentially win $110 there. You, you're going to need something. You're going to need a big play from Iowa. You're going to need a big fourth down stop. You're going to need a turnover, like you said. You're going to need you know, maybe Blake Corum fumbles and Iowa returns it deep into the Michigan territory. Something to swing I'll those st- up. I'll stop you picture. right
0: there, Mr. Hardways. I'll stop you right there. Let me go back to the game <laughs> breakdown, right? Let's go there, and you're saying we're going to need a big play to get that minus 1,000? They're at minus 2,000 right now. I don't think you're even going to need that big play. You're just going to need them to be steady and not do anything stupid, in my opinion.
2: <laughs> do anything stupid that I mean, that's fair, right? As, as long as I, I don't know, I don't know how, how Harbaugh and this Michigan team are going to approach this game. Are they going to look past it because they're in? I mean, if they lose, they're probably still in the playoffs. Although they would drop, I would assume from two to three or four. But if they, they, yeah, I mean, they would have to get blown out by Iowa, which is a possibility. Not taking anything away from that, but they would yeah, have to get 7-0 blowout, out. yeah, so. in order for for them to to not make. I mean, can, can Aces can can the the committee leave Michigan out if Iowa wins this game by thirty points?
0: I mean, should they and can they are two different things, but can they? The answer is yes, but I'd like to push back on that a little bit because – and I'll, I'll throw this one to the real Jay-Z. Let's just go in a circle here. Here you go, Jay-Z. This is the question. Who has to not really prove themselves this week, just win the football game? Out of all the conference championships we're watching, obviously Georgia wins. That's the key one. But who just has to win the football game? Now, there's three teams that I can come up with. Just to win the game and your just, they don't, Not flashy, not win it by a ton. They just got to win the game. That's all they have to do.
1: I mean, Georgia win, Michigan win. Um, I mean, I honestly think Oregon on the neutral site, and they've been looking a lot better the second half of the season. They win, they're in. Um, yeah, I, I, think I think that's hard. all. You, yeah, I think that's all you can go with. I mean, Florida State. Hopefully, if they win, it's questionable with the Jordan Travis situation. Texas, they, you know, that that comes right into that Florida State. I mean, who do they put in with a Florida State win and a Texas win? Let's say florida state ekes by and texas looks dominant i mean do, do they jump them can they leave it undefeated acc acc team out in that situation i, I don't know that that's going to be the the messy tricky question
0: but then it comes back to the fact that yes michigan is definitely one of those teams that to make yeah. the playoffs they don't have to get flashy they don't have to open up their playbook and mr hardways that's why i push back it at you a little bit because of that mentality they're going to be bringing into the football game they just want to win
2: well that's a good point point. and as much as we would love to see harbaugh unleash the offense on this one probably <laughs> they're looking just to get past and get into that now i will say when the odds do drop you can guarantee that blake quorum will be heavily favored to score a touchdown and as i mentioned in our discord last week minus 750 with a big flex emoji. <laughs> if you're betting that it was let minus it won't be that this week but it'll be heavy minus odds. So that'll be it for us this week. That'll wrap up our series on the weekly college football preview shows. We will be back throughout the month of December to talk all things sports betting on Monday, and then probably we'll be back on Thursdays to talk as the bowl season kicks off. And as we get deep into that, as we did skip over a bunch of games here, Mountain West at AAC, uh, mid American conference, etc. cetera. So go over to sportsbettingintel.com and check those out, but that'll be it for us tonight. Gentlemen, Anything you want to leave the people with, Jay-Z? Let's start with you.
1: Uh, you know, it's going to be a great weekend. Lots of good games to watch, particularly that Pac-12 Oregon-Washington and the Alabama-Georgia are the two I am really keyed and excited about. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go Ducks. Let's go Ducks. Let's make
0: some money. Aces, anything you want to leave the people with. Hey, we didn't talk about this game. Tulane got him at minus 2.5. The market has moved a little bit now, so you – gotta pay that over a field goal if you want them on the spread Tulane SMU SMU is a good football team I just really think Tulane is underappreciated on the season it's where I'm looking at this weekend for sure and then the other one I'm looking at you know no reason to really say I'll say it anyways go Hawks
2: go Hawks go Green Wave that'll be it for us tonight my name is Mike as we say over at SBI you don't always have to bet but when you do wager wisely